All right, people, if you have listened to this podcast before, you know Art of the Trek is a great place to plan your backpacking trips. Our friends over at Art of the Trek are working hard to research and add things like campsites, trailheads, and scenic locations to their public map. The good news is that you can now add your own points of interest to the map and help your fellow adventurers plan their trips. That's pretty cool. If you have something like a favorite campsite, trailhead, or a scenic location that you'd like to share with others, please head over to artofthetrek.com, turn on some points of interest from the overlays menu, and select the orange plus sign at the bottom of your screen to help your fellow hikers plan the best trips possible. If you contribute at least a dozen or so of these, Art of the Trek is going to send you a free swag bag. That's pretty sweet. Uh, welcome back, everybody. We had a quick little technical issue. We're back now. Uh, streaming software got updated, and I had to reconfigure some things. This is what happens when we produce this show ourselves. Yeah. <laughs> uh, first, what I was saying, no one could hear me, was uh, we've, we're doing something we've never done on the show, and Andy's making some cocktails. Yeah. And I got into this question of like what is i, I don't that know. thing I, it's a long spoon does it like, have an actual name i don't probably i'm sure people but like if you have like a big decanter and you're yeah, mixing yeah, yeah, it up, yeah. it can be helpful but i was gonna say i saw some videos online like if you're making a cocktail with like some type of carbonated beverage you dump it down this and it like swirls around it you dump you can, the carbonated yeah, beverage down yeah, it yeah and what's the what's the it looks cool i guess i don't know is there like has it have does it like make it less carbonated? Probably, it probably would, yeah, right? I guess. And then my other last question was, what? Oh, that, this that, is that's just, a, no, no, this is a muddler. That's the actual. Oh, that's okay. That's a muddler. But this device is not called a muddler. No, I don't know what the hell this is called. But this is a muddler. Okay. On the end of it. Um. So what are we making? Uh, we're gonna make a play on an old fashioned. Okay. But it, instead of like a instead of like a like a sugar base, well, instead of like regular sugar to sweeten it, we're gonna use actually we're gonna use maple syrup from Wishwell Farms from Jason Wish. Oh, shout out to Jason Wish! Yeah, and instead of using uh, like a typical, that's gotta be old. That stuff syrup? doesn't go bad. Maple syrup doesn't go bad. I don't think so. I've been. We'll using find it. out. And then we're using instead of like. <laughs> oh, uh, you've been using it. Okay. Yeah. Instead of like. Uh, some more of the common bitters that people use. We're going to use black walnut bitters. So is that really a, like I've heard of black walnut bitters. Is that like a fancier? Like, why would you use black walnut bitters flavor? Okay. Yeah. So that like, I like, uh, the, I like walnut the, flavor. Yeah. It's nutty. It's good. Okay. Yeah. Like a wood flavor. Mm-mm, no. Um, all right, everybody. I, I was going to title this one war, the war war three live stream, but, after consulting with various sources that apparently was insensitive. So we're talking about is the world ending. Um, I got a bunch of current events, like backpacking current events. Uh, and then, you know, we can talk about what's happening in the world right now. Um, but we haven't, we haven't streamed in a while. Uh, has it been, I guess, I guess the Omicron variant live stream was the last one. Uh, what's the, okay. So what's, what's the, okay. That's on the table. Like you just, what's the recipe here? So you just put in some maple yeah, syrup. Yeah, just a spoonful of maple syrup, which is probably like a half tablespoon, three dashes of bitters, two ounces of whiskey, bourbon, whatever. Is an old-fashioned technically whiskey? Uh, whiskey or rye or bourbon. Okay. I think more commonly it's okay. rye, actually. Okay. Um, two ounces of that, and then uh, I'll show you. I use cherries. A lot of people, like a traditional one, doesn't. Uh, you have those fancy ones, yeah, right? Yeah, 20 bucks a jar. 
20 bucks a jar. Mm-hmm. Why are they so expensive? I don't know. They're like candied. They're really, really well made. I didn't, and it's not like some crappy cherry that you get. Should we use better bourbon? Nah, it's fine. Oh, this we're, is the eight. This is the. the we're tr- using. The, uh, the so, like three years ago at the last Ohio YouTube meetup, before the world ended initially, um, we won a Trammy. Trammy, a trail. A trail Grammy. Trammy. But that doesn't make sense because we're, we're not music artists. Anyway, we won an award from All Things Outdoors, and it, it had been hanging up on the wall behind us for like two years, and it's finally time to drink it. Um, so two ounces. So is that technically a what's a drink? Isn't a drink like an ounce and a half? Yeah. So this is uh, like a little bit more. Yeah, I, I find for for our level of drinking. Yeah, we need a little more. We'll bring two, you guys. Two, two Give, ounces. Pass me the ice cube. Also, I got a shout out. Um, we got some fancy ice cube molds, uh, courtesy of a guy named Haywood Jablomi. Who's called him? He's called him the podcast <laughs> a, few, go a few times. That's what I call him. Uh, he gave me some. Um, this is pretty cool. Here, pop one. Pop one out. They're right. melting. Yeah. Uh, these are um, from William Sonoma. It's a like a big um, like a diamond mold for ice. So I can't put these in yet, right? You got so the yeah. technical thing is you make the drink. Should you have a shaker? No. Okay. I mean, you could make it in a decanter, but they're stirred, not shaken. Okay, Mr. Bond. There's, he's shaken, not stirred. James yeah. Bond is shaken, not stirred. Well, maybe for like okay. what he drinks. These are cool, though. Yeah. All right, so we got these fancy, nice diamond. I'm putting this in because yep, it's melting. Um, diamond ices. Those are cool. So this is a pretty classy drink here. Yeah, it's good. And do you know, um, do you know, like, like what's the history behind this drink? Uh, this is this is not a historical drink. I mean, obviously, an, an old fashioned has some pretty strong history. What's the history there? I don't know. It's it dates. They found it in some recipe books, like in the eighteen hundreds, I think. Old fashioned. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. There's uh, a lot of syrup in this. That that's that's kind of the thing. What's the name of these cherries again? Luxardo. Luxardo. Yeah. Where are they from? The grocery store. Yeah, but I don't know. If you can see these, these are like really fancy. Uh, Italy, I knew it. I was like, it's got to be European. Yeah. Because they're weighed in grams. <laughs> so made in Italy. This is 20 bucks. Yeah. And well worth it, by the Ooh, way. It smells good. We, I mean, I don't I don't make cocktails. Like this lasts a long time. And then you. Ex- All right. What's the last thing happening express here? Some, express some. Express. So this is a orange citru- peel. Yeah. Some citrus. So you don't okay. So you and then you go around, yeah, and put some oils on top of it, and then some people will discard that. I'll, I'll just add it. No, I like it. Yeah, I like how you brought enough to make two, because you know we're gonna have two. Yeah. Um, okay. And is this a, is this a common drink you make, right? That I make? Yeah. 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 Yep. Next question: What's the difference okay. between this and a Manhattan? Man, uh, I don't know. But is a Manhattan's a bourbon drink, right? Uh, like a whiskey drink, and then I think it uses, um, I don't know, I don't, I, I don't know, I don't know. It, it's a different instead of bitters. I think you use like a, I forget what that spirit is called. I don't, I, I don't know. You Our dad's it. getting a lot of shout outs in the chat. Sorry, I, I will go through the chat here. Uh, we got a lot of things to discuss. It's been, I don't know, a month or two since we've been live. Here. World War Three. Cheers. Cheers. All right. That's good. That's strong. Yeah. Oh, that's good. It's very good. I like a good old fashioned. I like the orange. That's not, I mean, this is not, this is not an old fashioned. 
It's like I, an old fashioned. I really like the maple syrup. Yeah. I can taste that. And this is Ohio, like I said. Hey, you know this who's making you know who's make, making maple syrup right now? Yeah, I know. Our dad. <laughs> we got uh so if you're watching this like in the past, we got a uh a really warm spell going on right now in Ohio. Like it's 70 degrees and uh, you got to scroll up. I know. I was just seeing. Um, and on like the first warm day of spring, that's classically when the maple syrup taps hit. So our dad was out there making some. Um, okay. So we, I got, we got a bunch of current events. We'll talk about some upcoming uh, podcast stuff. We got some new stuff sent to us first off. <laughs> All right. We have, uh, so, we have, we have, um, we got the hookup on something new coming too. Yeah, we, we did. We, we can't talk about we, it. Why quite not? Yet because we're, they're going to give us information on like. But we can talk about what the product is. Yeah, we're getting a hammock, and not a, not any hammock. Mm-hmm. We're getting an updated. We're getting so. Um, Dutchware is updating the Banyan Bridge hammock, mm-hmm. and uh, I never thought we would make it to this circle of hammock camping that companies would like reach out to us before a thing was released and be like, "Hey, we want you to test it out." Somehow we got that now. That's pretty sweet. Yeah. Um. So Dutch is sending us. He has a new Banyan hammock and a new tarp. It's not, a, yeah. I don't know when the Banyan's coming out, but do you know when we're getting it? It's gonna be a little bit. Really? Mm-hmm. Uh, so we got that coming. I mean, we're not going to talk about this, but <laughs> Greenbelly. So Greenbelly's sent us these. Uh, you know, and I must say, like, I really did like those Greenbelly meals. They were good. They have their place. Yeah. So Greenbelly, they make like these like bars that are meant to be like whole meals. Like they're like really big and caloric and they actually taste pretty good. Mm-hmm. And they have their place. I, I will say um, it's easy to like poo poo like a meal in a bar, but like when you're hiking and stuff, it is nice. I mean, we ate them all and we like them. So anyway, they came out with um, a basically like a like a Huel. Have you seen the like a yeah. Huel uh, or for a all, Soylent? For so, for all intents and purposes, it's a protein shake. It is. It's a meal replacement shake, but like more than just protein. I know. So we obviously this this is not even opened, but they sent us this. They make and, a. Uh, they make that's a. That is a, um, they make a vegan one as well, or a vegetarian so vegan one, I just, and this, this one's not. I just did the math. This this bag mm-hmm. that weighs 2.6 pounds, guess how many calories are in it? How many servings? 15 servings. 15 times 400? Yeah. Yeah. Did, what is that, 20,000? Be 6,000. <laughs> Where the hell did I get my... <laughs> 10 times 400 is 4,000. Okay. So anyway, okay. this bag is 6,000 calories. It's really not that much when you think about it. That's one day of like intense. No, 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 no. It's not, like, not, it's like no. two days. Yeah. Anyway, they sent us this. We got sent some other stuff so too. So wait, so two, okay. So, so two days for two days, let's say like survival. I, I don't, I don't think. I wouldn't want to eat that. I don't think days. this is like every single meal you're supposed to eat this. No, but but uh, 400 calories. You know, 22 grams of fat, 26 grams of carbohydrate, 27 grams of protein. It's not bad. And it's got, you know, it's got vitamin C. It's got stuff. Anyway, we just got this. We haven't tried it yet. But we got more stuff coming, too. A um, bunch of random things. But I like, I, I like Green Belly. They're a cool company. Yeah, they are a cool company. And they're, like, uh, you know, like American, American-made. And they're, like, the, the guy who founded it was, like, a big hiker and stuff. And, like, it's it's good. Uh, so we'll try that out. Uh, we're not going to try it on the stream. We probably should. It's probably good, right? What's the what's the flavor? Vanilla. They call them mud meals. 
Haven't you seen these meal replacements like Soylent? Yeah. Or Huel? Do you yeah. get the Huel ones? Mm-hmm. I get the Huel ads. H U E L all the time. Anyway, we got that. We got a new hammock. Uh, there's some other things that are coming our way. We're still using the new packs. So there's like a, we just, so here's the deal. Last like month and a half, we haven't been doing a ton of backpacking. Well, I guess a month because we went a month ago. Yeah. Um, and we're going to go, we got some stuff coming up in the spring, but like right now as we kind of, we kind of call it shoulder season. Like it's, although today is 70 degrees, yeah. it would have been great to backpack today, but it's, um, well, there's a lot of life events going on right now too. Like, yeah, like you were traveling, you're I'm traveling, not, traveling. Um, it's just like, like the mid February to mid March time. It's like not a great time to backpack. So that's why you haven't seen us, but we're like, we gotta, there's so much going on. I know. I just go home from work and I watch the war. I know. We're going to get there. Uh, we will go through the comments. I always say that, and we never do, but I, I swear we will. Um, yeah, we did have some audio issues. I had to cut the stream. Streaming software updated because we, we haven't streamed it so long. The streaming software updated, and it like wiped the audio hey, input. You, do, speaking of uh, system updates, do you watch um, Space Force? No, is it good? Yeah. Really? It's, it's hilarious. I watched the first season. Well, they, there's, I don't want to do a spoiler, you like, but, you but like, like that a bunch dry of, humor. Yeah, but there's like some satellites that go down because Microsoft had to update. Oh, really? <laughs> that's like part of the plot. Yeah. That's pretty funny, actually. Um, all right, let's do this. We got, uh, we got uh, our dads in here. We got a bunch of people. I'm not going to call. Uh, oh, DBP, DBT's here. Mm hmm. Um, I've, been, I've been watching. I was, I've been watching his runs on. Hope Strava. your cocktails don't have technical issues. Yeah, follow us on Strava, by the way, if you want to see what we're up to endurance-wise. We got a new race coming up in under two months. Mm-hmm. You're doing that, right? Mm-hmm. Are you shooting? I don't think the time I wanted to go for is feasible. I'm I'm, I'm aiming for a 7:45. Shit, really? Yeah. That's like a 140. Yeah. You think you can do that? I've been holding. I've been holding like 737, but not up to the half. How long have you held that for? 10. Oh, you're going to do that then. The only thing that could screw you is if it's hot. Yeah. We'll see. I don't know. You did 10 miles at 747? I did not see that on Strava. Yeah. Really? Mm -hmm. Good for you. Mm -hmm. You need to lift more. You're getting too fast. There's no reason to be that fast. I know. <laughs> like true. No, there's I, no reason to run that I, fast. I ran I ran eight this morning at a at a seven thirty something. And after I got done with that, I felt like complete crap. That's tough, man. Yeah. And I was just like, is it really worth it? Like I'm only doing it because I'm bored and I want to I want to try I want to set new like challenges. No, that's good. Yeah. But you can do other challenges outside of running. Yeah. But I like, I, oh, yeah, I mean, I'm, I've been, they call that a swizzle spoon from the chat. Okay. I think I've heard that term before. Yeah. No, I've been, I've been spending a lot more time on my Peloton. Good. I I'm love thinking that about thing. buying their stock. Their stock's in the crapper. I know. Did you see they hired the, uh, the CFO of Spotify? Really? Uh-huh. Peloton did. Yeah. Like a subscription-based service. I get it. Yeah. Um, swizzle spoon. Interesting. I still would like to know why uh, you're supposed to pour carbonated stuff I, I, down I don't know. It. Google it. I don't know. I see people do it. Maybe it's just a cool trick that looks cool at a bar or something. I don't know. Um, all right. Here we go. End of the world live stream. Live it up. All right. <laughs> the reason I call this is the world ending is we still have a pandemic, although COVID's kind of gone away. Although... 
I was out west for the last two weeks. And out west, I'm not talking California, they have gotten rid of all the mask mandates. Do you watch um do you watch uh Dr. John Campbell on YouTube at all? No, who is that? He's he's become really famous as this guy. He does daily COVID updates. No. He goes through all the published data that gets released every day. So are you watching him? Yeah. He's really so, really so what, interesting. what do we got? Well, basically I'm I am fully into war in Europe yeah, now. Yeah. Well, COVID's done. <laughs> yeah. I'm into the World War Three, which we'll get to. Yeah. No, I think from a COVID perspective is like uh, from his point of view, which I, it's hard to disagree with, is that Omicron is a, I'm going to say it is a good thing for immunity purposes. Like I, you're saying, cause like it'll burn through the population. It, it's it, not that bad. It burned through the it population did. and, um, and, uh, they have, he presents data that it provides immunity for other previous strains. Like it wiped out Delta, for example. Okay. Which was a little, was so that's good. quite, quite a bit more dangerous. Yeah. And, um, so the debate right now is like, is when will this become endemic? It's not like it, isn't most it, people, is it no. now? Mm-mm. One of the reasons that, Again, you can watch this guy's channel. You can hear everything. What's this guy's name? Dr. John Campbell. Dr. John Su- Campbell. Super popular. Is that his YouTube name? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. He's got millions of followers now. Oh, wow. Okay. And basically what he does every day is he he does a like a seven to a 25 minute talk every day and he just goes over recently published data. Oh, cool. Yeah. Every day. Every day. Good for that guy. Yeah. Sometimes multiple times a so day. So is, is his data say we're endemic? No. Mm-mm. But we should be. Are we going to have another wave of this? I've been telling everyone. I'm like, we're, this is how it happens. In between the waves, we forget about it. The people, masks come down. No. Another wave comes. People, a large portion of people say that no. Like that. We um, don't have another wave. We, you'll have like, it'll turn into endemic where it's something you're going to live with. Right. But the level of immunity that's been... It's out there I mean, right the now. US, so high. Like everyone's got it. And by the way, the US, like when you look when you look at the entire world, the US had had the highest yeah. infection and death I, rates. I know. I knew we had the highest infection rates. Yeah. I didn't know about death rates, yeah. but that makes sense. And um God. I I, I, I listen good. To, I mean it's like, not it's not good. One of one of the things that apparently one of the requirements of being endemic is you have to be able to to predict it and they're not quite there like yet. Like when it's gonna come. Yeah. I think this summer, if you look at the last three waves before, so there's been four waves of COVID. And if you look at like when the first, including Omicron, when they've come, if they come in the same sequence, this summer will be. But I mean, uh, like what, what, uh, like the case that's being made right now is hard to disagree with it. Is that lockdown strategy, according to the data, like he, he goes through different papers, right? Yeah. That lockdown strategy, like, I think it, it, some somewhere in Scandinavia just like lifted everything first. They're like, we're done with this. Like the lockdown strategy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The lockdown strategy isn't working. It's not okay. preventing infections yeah. from Omicron because mm-hmm. Omicron is just so mm-hmm. it's so contagious. And so, and then you you pair that with some you know vaccinations readily available, people handling getting COVID a little bit better. Mm-hmm. that it was pointless and so like there's a big push that like all these countries that have a zero covid policy like certain parts of australia and china that's like impossible with omicron okay fair yeah 
And so it's better. It's more, it's better and more advantageous to let it run through your population. You know, because you can't stop it. Those poor people working in hospitals. I know. I know it's awful. It's awful. You know, like that, that offers no solace to those people. Like, can you imagine, you know, exiting nursing or medical school in like 2020 or 2019? Get, get this though. I feel so bad for those people. He's had a couple conversations that are really interesting around booster shots. And when you get the booster, the, like there's some, there's various, various agencies and countries around the world have released data on like on, um, levels of immunity with booster shots. Uh And like, there's a certain time period where you get the booster and you have like great levels of immunity and then it starts. Right. Right. So like, there's all these conversations happening about like, if you get the booster, should I expose myself to COVID? Wow. Funny story. Cause you know, my COVID story. Yeah. So, uh, a month ago, my entire household got COVID everyone, but not this guy. Did Allie get it? Yep. I didn't know that. She tested negative, but, uh, he covered. Okay. So everyone else tested positive and we never saw anyone. So, and this guy was so exposed. So interesting. You say that this guy COVID couldn't touch. (laughs) Not yet. (laughs) No, no, no. I was more exposed to this than any bug that's ever been in my house. Well, let me let me tell you, there was some there was some data and our sister. I know. So I need to see you. I know, because um, our sister and me both fully exposed and no no nothing. But so the, okay, so I, we got to expose you. Interesting. <laughs> they talked about this. Uh, I can't remember the exact percentage, but I think it was forty six percent. There was some study, or there was some data that was released by somebody that said if your household got it if someone tested positive and brought it into your household you had a you only had a and you were vaxxed you had a 46 percent chance of contracting it okay so that's that's good i also think when i was exposed to it now this this argument gets shot down because my wife and i got the booster at the same time but when i was exposed to it like couldn't have had better timing I got exposed like seven weeks after the booster. Yeah, I think which is I think think no, I think they say eight weeks in certain situations starts it starts dropping slightly. But so like six seven weeks when I I I got exposed this thing when I was at peak boosted antibody levels and I had like I could not have felt better. Yeah, Um, the same with dad. And my wife got it, but my wife got it. We got boosted at the same time, and so my kid got it. My wife got it and my mother-in-law got it. And I, uh, my child literally coughed into my mouth on like four occasions. <laughs> and I like, this thing didn't touch me, you know? And my, my mother-in-law tested positive and, but both my daughter and my wife tested negative, but it was the same thing. We didn't, we were, we were quarantined together. Like it, it it's weird, but it couldn't touch me, man. It was amazing. And I, I'll tell you, the three people in my household. Maybe they, you didn't test well enough because a lot of those. Uh, I know. Rapid I think tests that, are real crappy. Right. Well, but. the fact that one tested positive and they all got it at the same time from the same person, and we didn't. It was just peak Omicron, so no one was doing anything, mm-hmm. and I felt great. 
Mm-hmm. It was weird. So anyway, yeah. uh, we got wait, we got some good comments here. So first comment, no Russian vodka. We're going to come back to that comment. But what I wanted to bring up was FYI, the spoons grooves. So it was the opposite of what I thought. What I thought the spoons grooves actually help keep the gases from releasing. And then when the so tonic goes the into the drink, it's more effervescent. Wow. So something. So first off, that's cool. I had no idea. I How saw, much I of saw a it pain is it to no. pour down that thing? <laughs> it's just going to get everywhere. Let's, go, let's, let's make some gin and tonics. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. We discussed. Let me see that. Show that spoon. Andy's got this swizzle spoon. And I was, we, I didn't know why it had the swizzles in it. And apparently it keeps the, like, if you have a, you know, like a tonic or a um, soda water tonic, mm-hmm. it keeps the bubbles in it. Okay. That's cool. Uh, okay. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> I'm going through the comments. Uh, we're trying to keep up here. Uh, oh, we got a Subaru Josh. Uh, there's a group of people at Oil Creek tonight. Why are you guys watching this? There's nothing else to do. Yeah. There's, there's nothing else to do. It's like 8 o'clock. It's, we would be watching live streams when we were backpacking. The best is I, they do. I know you guys do the uh, winter Oil Creek trip every year. They're probably cooking something really good. Well, the winter Oil Creek trip is now just I know. Awesome. It's 70 degrees <laughs> it's outside. Awesome I know. <laughs> You guys are probably frying in those shelters. You got the fireplaces going full force. That's like 70 degrees outside. Um, uh, the price of gas. Yeah. I paid um, three seventy nine today. That's actually not that bad. No. You know, I remember vividly in 2008 when I filled up for four fifteen. Yeah. That was the, that was the peak of gas prices before this. Was what, what drove those prices? I don't remember. Housing that. crash. Oh, you know, global recession. We're getting close. Um, national average is no, is nowhere near 415 yet, but it's like upper threes. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, they're going up, man. It's not good. World War three is not helping. Uh, all right. DBT. A lot of comments about our dad. That's pretty cool. And Michael Stewart chair check chair here. Nice. All right, Michael. Good to hear that. Good to hear that. Um, all right. Oh, Tim Watson did not come on the oil Creek oh, trip. Ben from Hilltop packs. Is oh, there. Ben McMillan's here. Hey nice. Josh, I was looking through my texts to find our invite. Sorry. We couldn't make it. I know. Right. Yeah. No, they're probably, we don't <laughs> no. want those shill brothers. <laughs> I'd like to know who's on that trip. Um, okay, here we go. I'm trying to go through the comments here. Convince my brother to join camp chair gang today. Yeah. Hey, Ethan. We are proud of that. Yeah. Camp chair gang. We should that's, get like, a, yeah, that's a good. Like, like camp chair gang or like camp chair mafia. <laughs> like we should get a, a sticker or something. That's awesome. Um, okay. Lucas M. Nemo Alpine update. Trash. Nozzle ended up having a slow leak and deflated. Oh God. In the middle of the night when it was 10 degrees oh, out. Dang. Returned and bought the Thermarest Neo Air Xtherm. Yeah. So I have, I don't have the Nemo Alpine, but. Uh, Remember, I have a regular Nemo. Remember when we were when we were hot tenting and you popped oh yours? God, that's the worst feeling ever. It's literally because it's the, so cold the outside. The worst feeling ever is you're just getting into that bed. It's warm and, and it's in the middle that. of winter. That's what I mean. It's in the middle of winter. And and that has happened to me. It was awful. I can't believe it patched so easily though. And the patch is still going. By the way, I know. So shout out if you if you don't carry him already, go to Lightsmith. Get some tenacious tape pouches, patches, tenacious, tenacious tape patches and keep them in your little kit or whatever. Cause I've patched, I've, I've used them for non air pad related uses as well, 
but the Tenacious Tape has worked better than any patch kit that comes with those pads. And I've probably done 10 to 15 nights on the patched one. So I'm wondering if I just buy a new a new Nemo Tensor. Um, but that sucks. There's yeah. nothing worse than a sleeping pad going down in the winter. Oh, my Should God. Should muddle an orange in there. Yeah. No, I actually. Yeah, so, uh, I no, like that. No, no, no. I used to do a I lot. Can't, I can't read your name because it's like an yeah. elvish. No, I used to. Uh, <laughs> I used to do a lot more citrus in an old fashioned, but it kind of takes a, it overpowers like the traditional flavors. And so I don't I don't this do is good. That. Yeah. Are you going to make another one? Sure. Do I need to get more ice cubes? Uh, Yeah. Okay, in a second. Yeah. This is a good question. Cor, Cor, oh, Cor Ois, I never know how to pronounce the name, but you always have good content in live streams. How will prices, I'm assuming it means gas prices, or they mean gas prices, affect your travel plans this year? Nope. This is an interesting question. So uh, plane tickets are not up Mm-mm. at all. Just gas. Uh, gas is up, but if you think about it, so like let's say an extra dollar a gallon on a, like, Let's say a five hour drive. That's not, I mean, it's 20, 30 bucks, maybe. It's significant. It's significant, but it's not enough to make you not take the trip. Right. Which is kind of annoying because the people who set the gas prices know that. Um, but an, another thing about gas prices is um, any increase in gas price basically makes like every good cost more, you know, because everything gets transported. So you see it in more than like trip costs, mm-hmm. like, you know, uh, like, like pizza delivery. I mean, like everything gets transported using gas. And so increases in that means like goods. I read something. I think this is triple a that every dollar increase in gas, which is a lot equates to an extra thousand dollars a year for a family in terms of expenses. Cause of what I just talked about. That makes sense. It does. It's, it's just hard to see. It's hard yeah. to see is when you're, you're paying like a few cents more for this good and that good. But some, I think it was AAA. Uh, yes, at every dollar in gas increase, and we've we've had a dollar for sure over the last year, mm. is an extra thousand dollars on family expenses. I th- I never thought about it like that. You but just I, think of gas prices like oh, I got to drive around. That sucks. Yeah. but it, it's everything. But I think to answer the question is it won't be affecting our plans. It will not be affecting our travel plans. Yeah. yeah. Um, oh. I would love to see a collaboration between From Adventure Archives and you guys. We oh. would too. <laughs> We, they've given us the cold shoulder. Not not all of them. Uh, fun fact, one of the guys, Thomas, who doesn't live here anymore, he used to live like down the street from me, and I'd see him walking his dog. And we've communicated with them a little bit, uh, but they're out of our league. Yeah. Let's be real. Man, I've been watching some of their stuff lately. I haven't watched any uh, of their, so their, new, good. their new stuff. I, I love them. They're so awesome. So They're one of the OGs. Yeah. You know, you know uh, speaking of OGs, you know who's just like putting out trip syntax? Yeah. I'm loving his. Yeah. I, I love I, I love I mean, ones. it's just like every other week he's got a new trip video out. I love it. He must not have kids. Right? No, he doesn't. No. Mm-mm. That's the only way people can do that at that yeah. age. <laughs> yeah. He'd, and he, he, and like, shout out, like, respect to him. He's like, Oh, I drove like nine hours over. He does do that. Yeah. For like where, a two night. Where is he going? Uh, he just released one from West Virginia. Um, I just watched it. I, I love it because I love his trip videos because I, I watch them while I run on the treadmill. Um, yeah, I do that too. Oh, no. I just I just scrolled way down. Okay. Sorry. Uh, I got to scroll back up here. Vermouth. Um, Vermouth. Vermouth. Greg Morton Outdoors says Vermouth. That's a Manhattan. That's what you use in a Manhattan. So the difference between this and a Manhattan is you use Vermouth? Instead of instead of 
bitters. bitters what is vermouth? I don't. It's know. It's like liquor, right? Like a liqueur. Liqueur. Is there alcohol in bitters? It's not. Yes. Oh, there, there is. is. Yeah. Can I see that? Yeah. All right. Black walnut bitters. Mm-hmm. Is it okay? I'm looking at the ingredients. A natural black walnut flavor. Okay. And alcohol. Black walnut bitters bring a robust nut flavor. Do you get the nuttiness? I get more of the mapleness. I should have. I should have. Which brought, I like. I should have brought stuff to make a, like a more traditional, old fashioned. This is Fee Brothers. We have. We need to have Shill Brothers. We should. We should do our own line of like cocktail accessories. <laughs> <laughs> we need to have a line of like barbecue rub too. Yeah. <laughs> speaking of that. Uh, oh, speaking of barbecue. Oh, we just got a super chat. I'm not down there yet. Just got 20 Canadian. Hey, man. <laughs> Those, the, uh, I love Canada. Yeah. I'm not down to who gave us it yet, but we'll get there. Um, all right, here we go. Here I we go. I was about to make a trucker's comment. I know. What's happening with that? The, I, I, the Freedom Convoy? Yeah, but I, I saw an article that said that the, that Canada uh, canceled all their vaccine passports. So I think they run. They won, which is all awesome. All I know is I never thought... I never thought the like this the COVID situation in Canada like the some of in some of the states the COVID the COVID was very serious. Canada nationally they like they took it pretty seriously and a lot that did, a lot of people didn't like that. I didn't think that would happen in Canada. Um, is that, are we all good though? I remember there was like a blockade. I don't know. In Detroit. I, I, no, no, no. Oh, oh, yeah. Then, oh, yeah. Then, oh, yeah. Then, oh, yeah. Then once, Ukraine hold on, got hold on, invaded. Hold on. Once, once the U.S. complained that we couldn't export our goods, Canada took care of that did real you, quick. Did you know 25% of U.S. Canadian trade happens through that Detroit corridor? That bridge. That is crazy. I know. And that's apparently like Biden called Trudeau and was like, hey, hey man. Hey, man. <laughs> We get need our you, syrup. Yeah. No, no. It was like, we need to export our car oh, parts. get our goods up there. Yeah. yeah. I like it. Uh, okay, here we go. Um, all right. Uh, I'm scrolling through these. Manhattan is rye, sweet vermouth, and bitters. Okay. okay. So very similar. Um, all right. Stir drinks over ice for dilution. Yeah. That's what I would have thought. Um, okay. Uh, Manhattan is easy to remember. Area code of Manhattan is 212. Is that New York? Oh, that's Manhattan, New York. Two ounces of rye or bourbon, one ounce of sweet vermouth, two Two dashes. dashes. So it's very similar to this. Stir Stir in ice and then strain into a chilled. Maybe next time we should do cherry. We should do a comparison of an old fashioned versus a Manhattan. I haven't drank too many Manhattan, so I can't. Very similar. Uh, okay, we're back to the Soylent. Okay, <laughs> Soylent Green. So Soylent. So okay, Caleb, back to this back is from this. Caleb Nielsen. Yeah. So Soylent was the original like meal in a powder form, and I gotta be honest with you, I don't hate the concept because there are definitely times where I am way too lazy to put together a real meal, and a simple protein shake just doesn't do it for me. So like a full meal replacement, I don't think is a terrible idea. And Soylent was like the the original company, to my knowledge, that did it. Now there's a bunch. Like, I don't know, Huel, I bring it up. I get ads for Huel all the time. And Green Belly is the next one. But it makes really a lot of sense in a camping backpacking sense. Does it? Um, Most people Yeah, like I the- think it does. During the day, for us, 
We our lunches are as fast as possible. You're right. I was just gonna say most people like I would say, okay, would you agree that obviously most of the people that backpack are weekend warriors, right? For dinner, I'm gonna agree with you. They don't wanna they I don't think want most that. people go out there and they wanna they wanna have a good dinner. They wanna have a good dinner and they wanna have a good lunch, they wanna enjoy the But I don't know, breakfast and lunch, I feel like I that's, think this that's is like a, I think this is like a through hiker thing. I think that'll taste good too. Oh well. Yeah, here well. we'll put it up. This is not sponsored. This is really not. This This is is not sponsored by Green Belly, but we'll put it on the. It's like, dude, it's like a a two and a half pound bag of stuff. Um, All right, here we go. Mud meal just sounds strange. Yeah, it does kind of sound strange. I don't know. I don't know how they came up with that. um, That marketing, but that's, you know, whatever. Um, All right, anyone here use Kui Super Down sleeping bag. I'm looking at them. Extremely expensive. Wondering if anyone's got experience with them. Never Lucas, I've never even heard of them. The most expensive sleeping bag I've ever seen was the Feathered Friends. Not a Western Mountaineering? How much are those? Feathered Friends had like six or $700 sleeping bags. Yeah, I think, what was the temperature rating? I don't, I don't remember. Say 20. Okay. Or maybe I, like maybe like 500, 500, 600. I remember in Feather yeah. Friends. That was like the I, most expensive one I've ever seen. What's Western Mountaineering? Probably in that scene. Really? Yeah. Why? I was going to ask why are they so expensive. But down, down. I don't know. NKY Brad. Hey, guys. What's up? Oh, DBT. Flying Pig is in my future. DBT uh, has been crushing I know, the I've been, runs. I've been watching your runs. Yeah. Been, Flying Pig is a great marathon. It is way better than the Columbus Marathon. Um, Element Lifestyle. What's up? Oh, look who's here. Oh, D-Ball. Dan Becker. I can't Why does he have like a highlight with a check mark? Because he's a big shot YouTuber now. So that's saying. Wait, so that it automatically recognizes that? I guess. It's pretty funny. Oh, can't stay long. As a matter of fact, I've only got one minute here, but just wanted to let you know that Lux still hasn't sent me all of my hot dead parts. So, oh, the, okay. Tell, okay. Tell There's a story. The, the, this is, <laughs> okay. Like, I'm just like, we got to be. We got to be honest here. Somebody gave us, somebody actually gave us feed, like sent us an email about this too. But start before that. So I'll I'll tell the pre-story and then you tell the main story. So like three months ago, Dan texted us and was like, Hey, I want to get a hot tent. Let's do this. He's like, I ordered the hot tent. He just, he reached out to Devin at backcountry exposure. And he was like, what hot tent should I get? And he got the same setup Andy and I got a year ago. So he got a bunch of stuff for Lux. This was in December. He ordered it. So he goes, hey, guys. And it was in stock on the website. Yeah, it was in stock. Ordered it. He ordered the Lux Octopeak, the the 3W titanium stove. Like he ordered The center pole. He ordered the same, very, very similar. Not the exact same, but very, very similar to we have. This is like uh, right around Christmas. And he's like, let's do a hot tending trip in January. I'm like, let's do it. Uh, let's get on the books. We got a trip planned in Michigan. So this is like three weeks later. So three weeks later uh, was Omicron and Dan had a bunch of COVID stuff to deal with. He's like, I can't go backpacking. He still had not gotten the hot tent. Like, I don't know. Fast forward like three weeks. He's going back and forth with Lux. No, they're not even, there's no back and forth. No, right. He basically Lux is giving Dan the cold shoulder. And when we ordered our hot tent, they weren't the greatest. Now I, I can say I ordered the stuff, it came And you're talking about from a customer service. Correct. Person, I'm not person. talking about the quality of gear. Um the one thing that pissed me off was 
I didn't know what a spark arrester was. And I was like, do I need to get a spark arrester with the stove? And I think I ordered one. I think they said, yes, you don't need a spark arrester with that stove. So I was like, why do I have this? That kind of pissed me off. Anyway, our experience with Lux has been fine. It hasn't been, it's been neutral. Yeah. Dan's experience with Lux has been bad. And no communication, not no, no, like just <laughs> randomly sending him stuff. You got to tell him what the someone emailed so us. So then, so then someone, <laughs> so then someone emailed us. And by the way, like, like this is like someone emailed us and basically said, you guys need to I'm stop. Gonna, I'm going to get ice cubes while you tell us. Yeah. So someone emailed us and said, you guys need to stop talking so much positive stuff about Lux <laughs> in a, in a, in a nutshell. And, and they were quoting that. You know, Lux has terrible customer service. They don't reply to emails. You can't like stuff listed as in stock isn't actually in stock. And then you wait forever for your products. And then you try to email them and get like timelines and nobody replies to you, which is kind of a similar story to what Dan was going through. And so the email was like basically like you really need to stop telling people that this is a good company. And my response to that was, um, I'm going to talk about our experiences with Lux, which have been fine, neutral, like Kevin said. But it seems to be that we're people are telling us of a lot more about these negative experiences that are happening, and it mainly is around like communication with the company or lack of communication, and uh, related to questions, related to statuses, all sorts of stuff. So. I don't know, like you've had you've had a neutral experience with it, and I don't want to slam them, but it's just like I, how I did many... not have an overly positive experience, but, but like I, I I ordered the stuff, it came, the stuff that came was good. Like I wouldn't I would the, order from them again. And the product experience. And the products are great. Like the the actual physical product was good. Are yeah, great. yeah. It was good. Good, great, yes. Um now they they don't make the stove, by the way. That's not their stove. Right, right, right. Anyway. Yeah. This do I mean this person and they were actually really cool, like they didn't they weren't like stop talking about Lux they they were actually pretty pretty cool about it, but I mean but it's just like but we a keep lot hearing of, stories. a lot of people keep telling us really really poor stories about the customer experience side customer experience customer yeah. service side of Lux, um so take that for what you will yeah and it's not, it is hilarious that Dan Becker ordered this stuff in December listed. and he still doesn't have all of it and and I think and and to Dan's Dan's point of view is is like and Dan isn't even like hey guys I have like a huge like I will make you guys a ton of money Dan doesn't do that obviously evidenced by the fact that they haven't sent him his stuff but but here's the thing too like Dan wouldn't be pissed off if somebody just responded to him and said, Hey, yeah, it's not Dan's stock. such a nice guy. Like, yeah, he, it's hard to piss just, off Dan. It's just like, just like reply to the email and say like, Hey, like these are back ordered. I'll let you know when they come in or something. I like that. He popped into the live stream. To <laughs> say smash that. <laughs> anyway, the Lux Octopeak, which is the hot tent I have. It's a great hot tent. The, um, the WWW titanium stove, the Wawa West, which they don't make, but they sell is a great stove. So like I, I can't bash the products, but um, yeah, some people have been having some issues with them. The fact that people will email us and say, please don't talk positively about that is like, whoa, they have pissed people off. 
Like that takes a lot. Like if you were to email someone yeah. you watch and you'd be like, Hey, please do not talk about this company. Like yeah. I'm like, Oh my God, how much do you hate them? So anyway, uh, props to Dan. Dan's definitely not still here. Um, that was, a, that comment was a while ago, but yeah, I mean, I want to go hot tending with you, Dan. That would have been fun. Um, okay. Uh, Mr. Worley, New York doesn't have a mask mandate anymore either. Yeah. That's surprising from New York. Oh, Rich is here. Rich, we just used your, uh, sorry, Haywood. Haywood, you blow me. Uh, we just used your ice cubes. Thank you for that. Um, true, true story. When I was out West, um, dad was in this shop. Did he tell you this? Mm -mm. There was a sign he was going to get for the studio. Do you know what the sign said? No. The sign said... <laughs> I believe big, big. Oh yeah. When he's on my car, I believe Bigfoot exists yeah. when he's strapped to the hood of my car <laughs> <laughs> with like a little target over Bigfoot. I thought that was pretty funny. Um, all right. Sorry. I'm really behind on comments. Um, uh, midterms are coming up. So COVID is done. Yep. 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 Damn it. Uh, Kulu gear is awesome. Michael Stroop says, okay. Uh, is that the expensive sleeping bag comment? I think. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's ending because the primaries and midterms are around yes, the corner and so we are trying true. to get out our good graces and get our votes. So That's, there's some truth to that. Yep. Um, Giambi, it's only deadly for elderly and fat folks. Also some truth to there. A lot of COVID. I didn't mean this to be. I wanted this live stream to be a Russia-Ukraine live stream because I have a lot of thoughts on that, but we're not there quite yet. Um, uh, John R. Okay, well, there's a there's a big conversation going on about COVID and flu that I'm not going to touch. Um, guest suggestion. Here we go. Hermetically sealed. Have the Ukrainian farmer who swiped all those. Have you seen those <laughs> <Yeah>. videos? <laughs> where this? Have you seen the one where they're eating pizza and driving the tank away? No. So uh, he's talking about there's this video of these Ukrainian farmers taking their tractors and hauling these yeah. Russian tanks. I know. No, there was a really good, there was another good one where they were driving. It's so a, funny. A bunch of farmers were driving a tank away and uh, they were this, eating, they were, they were still, eating pizza. Is this still a backpacking channel? No, not during the live stream. Not during this live stream. <laughs> Sorry, what were you saying? Me? Yeah, I don't know. You're talking about eating pizza. Yeah, yeah, there was a video of some Ukrainians driving a tank away, like some farmers or something, and they're sitting on top of it, a bunch of people, and they're eating pizza, and it's been, they're driving it through <laughs> the field. That's really funny. Yeah. I do want to talk about that. This is, okay, all right. Anyone have any good hikes planned? Let's talk about that. Here's a question for you. Um, would you do the, is it McKinley? Is it, is it McKinley? Is that the one in color in California? No. What's the big peak in California? Whitney. Whitney. Yeah. Would you do the Mount Whitney day hike? Not the day hike. We could do a two nighter. But I think the camping sucks. You 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 actually camp at at a conjunction with the PCT. Do, do you know the stats on the day hike? What is it like? Eight thousand vertical feet. It's like six or seven thousand vertical feet and twenty two miles. <laughs> 22. So speaking of hikes, 22 plan, miles. Yeah. There's no, a, there's I'm another, not doing a, day. There's another, doing a 22 there's mile another day. variant of it. That's less. Um, so in response, we'll, let's talk about hiking for a little bit. I still haven't gotten to the Russia, Ukraine thing, which I really do want to talk about, but let's talk about hiking for a little bit. So Andy and I were putting together um, our spring summer kind of trip and I am going to lose my laptop and the comments here. When you plug it in. That just seems like a lot of work. There's a plug right yeah, there. I need the charger and it's out there. And um, anyway, we're putting together 
our hiking plans and, and what we're going to do this year, which is what uh, we did last year, is we're probably always going to do some sort of California Tahoe Yosemite hike. That might not be our big hike, but we're always going to do a hike out there. Our sister lives out there. It's, it's logistically very easy to go out there, and the backpacking is incredible. The reason I bring this up is for Yosemite specifically, um, it's a lottery-fed permit system. And um, I don't want to get into how it works, but basically you can you, you got to go into a lottery for the Mount Whitney stuff. So the Mount Whitney is the highest, right? It's the highest peak in, uh, in the lower 48. Yeah, I think Denali's, Denali's higher. higher. Yeah. And it would be cool because we've done the second highest peak. Yeah. Which is Mount Elbert. I know. So I would like to do McKinley, but you in the lottery system, you got to say whether you want the day hike pass or the overnight pass. That hiking guy put out a video that said he was training for Mount Elbert. Oh, good for him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Elbert kind of sucks. <laughs> not going to lie. It's a hard one. It's not nearly as hard as this McKinley thing <laughs> would be. Oh, my God. Whitney. Whitney. Sorry. 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 What, what's Mount McKinley? I don't know. That's a mountain. Mm-hmm. What? I have that I, in my I, head. I don't know. So anyway, part of our trip planning is we're trying to figure out if we want to do that. We're going to do something in Yosemite. Um, I have really thrown out going back and doing the Arizona trail trip. The we one have that not, we scheduled? Yeah, we haven't figured out our big trip this year. We're going to do a trip, like I said, in Yosemite, California. That, that is not going to be like a five-night trip. That's going to be like a two-night thing, whatever. That's not going to be like our big trip. So uh, we're still trying to figure out what our quote-unquote big trip is going to be. I'd like to go do the AZT. Colorado is always an option. Um, outside of those two things, the only other things I thought about wanting to do was, once again, something up in Oregon um, or Washington State. I don't know if you have any thoughts on that. Um, going back to Colorado would be great, but I wouldn't count that as like a big trip. You know, that might be a three- or four-nighter thing. Mm-hmm. So we're still trying, in terms of do we have any hikes planned, um, we're trying to hammer out. This is the time of year uh, where we're trying to do, like, our big summer trips. You know, we're going to do some stuff this spring, like, you know, locally, not in Ohio, but we'll hit up West Virginia, Michigan, Pennsylvania. We've got some stuff in the talking phases for that. Uh, but we're looking at, like, our big, big trips this year. And um, eight, I still would like to go to Arizona. I'm going to do something in Yosemite. Yosemite, California. I would like to maybe uh, just two nights. You know, I would like there. to do a couple more sections of the Colorado Trail and then spend more time in California. As much as I hate on California, their outdoor recreating is is. And you know, I I didn't really know that. You always like you always hear California's got a ton of good outdoorsy stuff. You always hear that, but it is world class out there. Mm-hmm. But it's just so hard to get to from where we live. Yeah. The permitting and regulations suck. Um, during COVID, California was obviously locked down like crazy. So it just logistically it's difficult for us coming from Ohio to get out there. But it's it's awesome. So anyway, in terms of hikes planning, that that's kind of where we're at. Um, all right. I'm trying to go through these. Here we go. I'm going to just skip all the controversial COVID comments. (laughs) DBT is going to the Virginia Triple Crown. We've never done that. I would like to do that. I would like to. Oh, great suggestion. The ghost of Kiev. Have you seen that rumor? I really enjoy all the propaganda rumors. Of course. And you don't know how they're, how true they are. Yeah. So for anyone listening, the ghost of 
Kiev is this rumor about this combat ace from the Ukrainian it's like Air Force. Every day it's like, oh, it's up to nine now. Oh, it's on. He's on his third plane. And, and like, there, <laughs> yeah. you just you don't know what's real or what's not. But yeah. it's it's a cool thing to yeah. you know think about. Yeah. I guess I don't know. People, war's never cool, but uh, you know, whatever. We're not to World War Three yet. We're not done with the comments. So. I do have a lot of have a lot of things to talk about with what's going on. Okay. In in Eastern Europe. Okay. But we can keep some of this backpacking related. Um, all right. Uh, I would rather be backpacking. Uh, J. Wells Johns. I would rather be backpacking, but do not want to camp in thunderstorms. If it's warm outside, camping in thunderstorms, assuming you're not hiking in them. Although hiking in thunderstorms when it's warm out isn't that bad. No, and, it kind of sucks. I don't know. Thunderstorms. Everything Thunderstorms, you're talking about lightning and wind. Yeah. yeah, that can suck. But if you're in your tent and you're in a safe place it's kind of kind of cool yeah okay um all right up trails here oh god i just lost the comments yeah, i just, I just lost it oh we're not even to the can uh feral daryl he's he's super chatted us before i know feral daryl i'm sorry it took you so long i appreciate the 20 dollars canadian i have no idea how much that is in u.s dollars but i don't care it's cool <laughs> it's really cool it says you, did, did you did you get the chainsaws yet yes yeah yes. And then they're uh, awesome. feral daryl i'm not i'm not gonna bring it out watch our last um hot tank trip we got the chainsaws they're fantastic they're probably always coming on hot tent trips um, all right, we're just going to skip down to Feral Daryl's comment. See, if you if you super chat, we're going to come right to your comment. <laughs> Especially if you super chat in a foreign currency. <laughs> um, okay, here we go. I'm just going to keep going. Uh, I'm, I'm sorry, I'm, I'm skipping. Uh, What's Zwift? Yeah, what is Zwift, by the way? All I these endorsed people are yeah, on Zwift. I see, I see you I see on that DVT. It, lo- it looks kind of cool. It, like, it, is it like... Do you have like an iPad up there or something? I don't know. Like I always see that it's like these like. It's Adventure Time is doing the Foothills Trail in two weeks. Good for you, man. This is a good time of the year yeah. to do that. It should be warm down there. Um, where did Joey go? Dearless says I oh, must have. I haven't the, seen what what happened to him. I don't know. I haven't, I I haven't watched any of my own frontier videos in a long time. Our fuel here in Western North Carolina has more than doubled over the last 14 months. Just paid 469. Wow. That is really high. I'm I'm seeing like upper threes here in Ohio, um, which is really high, but that's right around I think the national average, if not a little bit below. Ohio's just got Ohio has relatively cheap energy. Um Andrew Sherman says backcountry foodies shakes up trail bomb. What's up? Up trails here. What's up? This is the first time. I'm glad somebody's uh, shouting out that they've tried the backcountry foodies recipes. Yeah, she's really cool, and she she has good stuff. Um, she has really good stuff. Um, all right, I'm just going through these here. Um, <laughs> J J Wells Johns dance Dan seems like a bit of a spaz. I don't mean that as an insult. That's actually, funny. actually, I will say that Dan's kind of. <laughs> Dan's been held. I mean, Dan's got a very big platform. If you wanted to, if you wanted to talk about an experience with a vendor and he's chosen not to, he's held back. He's held yeah. back. So I actually think he's yeah. pretty, he's pretty well reserved here, to be honest. I just don't, I think he's like such a nice guy. He doesn't want to openly talk crap about a company, but he probably could. Um, John Lang, Kevin, did you buy the Durston X mid pro two? I did not. That was expensive. It was so expensive and they sold so fast. Mm-hmm. They sold out, I think in like minutes. So that is the Dyneema version of the Durston tent I have. 
Uh, and what it was, seven hundred bucks. Yeah, I can't. Yeah, I got an Altiplex. I got a Durston. I got another tent. I got two new tents. I'm not dropping seven hundred bucks on, but um, Durston's tents are fantastic, and the fact that they sell out. This computer's about to die. Do you have the Do you have the comments? Up? Yeah. Um, the fact that Durston's tents sell out in like five minutes. That's all you need to know. Um, I can't speak to that tent, but I have the X mid pro one, which is not made out of Dyneema and it's a great tent. Uh, okay, here we go. Um, I'm just going through these. Uh, Lucas got the Lux mini peak two and it's good. Seam sealed the peak and had it extreme rain and it didn't leak. It's good quality. No experience. Yeah. So Lucas, I'll agree with you. I, I have the Lux Octopeak, um, a hot tent tent. I seam sealed it myself. I've had nothing but good experience with the actual tent itself. And I haven't had to interface with the customer service other than buying the product. And it was, it was, it was average. It was fine. It, it wasn't negative. Um, Okay, here we oh, go. Oh, Mount McKinley is the old name for Denali. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, that's cool. Oh. A couple people, Mr. Worley and Hike with Mike said that. Oh, man, we are behind. Um, McKinley is in Alaska, now known as Denali. Uh, Aaron Jones, have you guys gone? Oh, DBP's done, Whitney. Yeah, I, okay. I've seen, yeah, I haven't I wa- seen that. i got to watch that. Uh, have you guys done the Allegheny National Forest? No. Uh, no, that's in Pe- uh, Pennsylvania. Um Right, Pennsylvania, New York. No, that that's part of the. I don't know. I call it the Midwest, even though it's not really. Um, Eastern Pennsylvania, New York is an area we have not really backpacked. We've been to. We've skied there. I've never really backpacked there, and I would like to. Here's the issue. For the same time, we can go to West Virginia. We can go up to Michigan. And that's good backpacking. Um, but I would like to go to that, to the Alleghenies. I would like to go to that um, western New York, eastern Pennsylvania area because there's really good backpacking there. Um, this is a funny comment. Cameron Youngstrom said, I did Whitney Day hike in college. It was beyond brutal. Pretty sure the hike down actually damaged my <laughs> knees and hips. All right, you got the comments? Yeah. I'm going to shut this. Uh, Lucas M. Michael Stewart didn't see your... Co- oh, wait. Okay. Let's keep going here. Uh, Scott Valor, I'm trying to get a rim-to-rim permit for the Grand Canyon. That's that fun. would be sick. Probably do a Colorado trip in something south of us like Buffalo River. So, Rim-to-rim looks really cool, too. Yeah. Heavily uh, permitted, though. Yeah. Greg Morton says, hit the San Juans on the CT. Yeah. I would love to do that. So the, the San Juans on the Colorado Trail are... Mm-hmm. It's like the Western Colorado yeah. Trail where it gets like really, really beautiful. It's just, it's a haul. It's just Denver. really hard to get there from Denver. Um, and, and when we do Colorado, at least last year, it's like a five day thing, like fly in three nights, fly out and getting the, to, to Western Colorado. It just takes like almost an extra, not a day, but it just takes a, it's far, but it's known as like the most beautiful part of the Colorado Trail. Mm-hmm. So I would like to go there. Can we talk about Russia yet? <laughs> Trying to get through these comments. People are like, I'm, I, we haven't done this in a while. I know I'm almost four bucks in Florida. Hike with Mike just paid four fifty nine for home heating oil. 180 gallons. Mike K. Wow. Uh, Dixie's been trying to get the Durston, according to Lisa Williams. Durston does not give out free tents. Yeah. Um, let me see. Okay. Do your... Okay. All right. So, 
was it a week and a half ago? What day are we on? Like, yeah, like eight or nine. First off, it's it's always incredible to me. And I experienced this in 2004 with the U.S. invasion of Iraq. Mm -hmm. It's incredible to me that I can turn my television on and I can watch war. There's 151 people in this chat, too, by the way. I know. Thanks for coming. We haven't done this in a while. Uh, We try and talk about backpacking. It's the end of the world. There's a lot of stuff going on. Yeah. It's incredible to me that I can just, I've got like 10 news channels on my TV where I can actively watch war happening. Well, that's because like the political spectrum right now is pretty boring. COVID no one cares pretty, about COVID. No one cares about COVID. So every, all these news stations that are hurting for content, they're like war, war, war. Yeah. War, I think war, about, war. and I don't want to, this, this is not the point of discussion, but I think about what if like World War II was like that? Like how much does that change war? Like if, if if it just unifies, like if you could, if everyone in the world could turn their TV and see what the Nazis were doing, Germany wouldn't uh, have stood a chance. That's, that happened. Not live. No, not in live. In HD. No. <laughs> 24 hours a day. I will say though that the, co- like compared to other like invasions and stuff, this, the coverage of this, I mean like the news stations are constantly like covering it, but the actual footage from on the ground. It's not much. Not much. Second, I mean- Regardless of how you feel about what's going on. And like, I actually have talked to people that are pro Russia. Well, see, here's the thing, which is a really interesting thing as they were an American. Well, they were pro Russia until the NATO argument got thrown out at the window and then they just invaded in general. But I cannot stop thinking about, and like, I don't want, this is not a political discussion. Like our military is so much better than Russia. <laughs> yes. Like I'm looking and I'm assuming Russia is throwing their real military at Ukraine. Like they're not yeah. holding the real good stuff yeah. back. You know, that's an interesting question though, because you like, you look at these interviews with the people they've captured and they're like, you know, I mean, they 18, got, 19 year old boys. They've got the majority of their army is conscripted, which is not, it's not atypical for Europe. Mm-hmm. Most European armies you know, in Europe, you do when you're like 18, 19, you do two years in the military, like in, in a lot of these European countries in Korea, you do two years in the military, then you're out. So a lot of these ki- a lot of these people are conscripts, but they've got tanks from like the 80s. Like they have artillery, right? Like artillery units that are mobile. Our artillery is on our planes. Some of it. No, like we don't have, like we have AC-130 gunships. I mean, we also, we have howitzers. We do. But we don't, we would never use them. That's not true. We use them in a- Iraq and Afghanistan. Did we? Oh, yeah. I just, anyway. You call on artillery all the time. Our, yeah, but I think that comes from a plane. No, not all the time. Not at all. I don't know. I just, I see our military. Maybe this is U.S. war machine propaganda, but like our military is so. Well, look at the budget. I know, I know, I know. Yeah, like we're like the amount of money. However, Russia spends more money on their military relative to their GDP than we do. They're doing it wrong. Well, our GDP is thirteen times bigger than Russia. (laughs) Russia, this this blew my mind because Russia. If you go back in time, let's go to World War One, World War Two. Russia is a preeminent superpower in the geopolitical stage. I love I love how Russia has the GDP of Texas. I know, I know. 
It's, right now. I it's know. the 13th biggest GDP the, in the world. Yeah, right. The problem like is... They are far from where the, they used to be. It's just the problem is they're a nuclear power. That's the... They have more nukes than us. I know. <laughs> but that doesn't matter. It's like if you have if you have 6,000 nukes and we have 4,000 nukes, does that matter? It doesn't yes. matter. No, it, it's not... It's not in it my, doesn't matter. No, in my opinion, it you doesn't. just need like ten nukes. Yeah, that's why. Like everyone's like North Korea. I mean, they're technically a nuclear power. Are they, they? I think they have one ICBM. I don't think they do. They have ICBM. Anyway, there's many points I want to make about this. The first being, uh, so I, I, some, you can, the Russians use so hike with Mike. The Russians use three tiers. First units are conscripts for cannon fodder, and then mm-hmm. the second and third troops take over. Their military structure is totally different than ours. Greg Morton outdoors. Yeah, no, yeah, no, totally. I know. I, I, but I'm seeing the equipment they have, and I'm I, maybe they're just throwing the worst at Ukraine because they're like, we're we know we're going to get Ukraine. But I'm looking at our military and their military, and it's not even close. Maybe they. I mean, they maybe they put all the conscripts on the border because they, they put thought, all the bad stuff because like, they yeah. thought they were just going to walk in. Well, and, which is a fair. So maybe that's it. But I'm looking at like their air systems. I'm looking at their tanks. I'm looking at like all that stuff. And like like we have AC-130 gunships. Like they don't have anything close to that. Not that it matters because we're not going to war with Europe. Okay, second point I like thought about. There is not a chance ever that any country could invade the USA. No, like never. You know, you know how they're like. like it's oh. like we take that for granted. Yeah, like it's pretty sweet. I mean, you'd have to either make an alliance with Mexico or Canada, right, to invade us. Well, I mean, one of the things too is you would just be. I mean, like uh, every American would easily have access to a firearm. So, and, so then, no, that's the other point. And I you would make. you would just be fighting a uh, you would like, fighting can a, you you'd imagine, be fighting an insurgency? Can you imagine invading the South or the Midwest? <laughs> where like on average, every household has a firearm. Like, what are you doing? How does that even happen? Yeah, but we we need like, I mean, we don't have training. We're not organized. But like, you go to like Ohio, gun ownership in Ohio is probably high compared to the rest of the United States. I don't know. How are you doing that as a as an invading country? I don't know, but like small arms ain't gonna do crap. No, 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 no. But it's still like, yeah, but we have a million yeah, of us yeah. in this city, yeah. you know. And like they're talking about that in Kiev. Where the Kiev is a city before the war of two and a half million. So that's a big city. They think conservatively there's going to be a few hundred thousand people left in that city. And they all have guns. Did you see? Uh, you don't have a few hundred. Now, granted, the Russians have tanks. They've got air support. They've got everything. But they don't have hundreds of thousands of troops. Did you see? And you're in a city. Did you see NASCAR? Bought a million rounds of ammunition for Ukraine. Ukraine? <laughs> no, no. Yeah, they're really? wor- yeah, they're working on the permit. They're working on the permits of exporting it. Wait, how much ammunition? A million. A round. million rounds. Of so- whatever calibers. I don't know what calibers. I mean, that's like Elon giving them a bunch of Starlink satellites. Yeah, that was- and, and the U.S. government is surely giving them stuff. I, I, we have what. to. We have. I mean, we're giving. Are. I mean, we're giving them weapons and money. But I mean, they're, they're, well, it, I'm like sure our, we're giving them intelligence. Our F-35s are in Estonia right now, and like they're not just there for no reason. I no, mean, we're no. there. I mean, we're we're reinforcing the uh, the eastern flank of NATO. I though I'm happy to hear like 
I do not want the U.S. to get involved. In no, this. no, no, please, no more foreign no. wars. Come like, on, Andy no and I. No, as long no. as we've been alive, the U.S. has been involved in foreign wars. You know, when I, I grew up in Desert Storm One, and which was like early nineties, <laughs> Eric Paul, and then we had Tim Des- Kennedy on the ground. Of course, he is. Then we had then we had Iraq, we had Afghanistan, we had Syria. Like the U.S. has been in some sort of armed conflict my entire life, and it's too expensive. Can we it's just, too expensive. Not only is it too expensive, but it's just like it's not. It's just like the loss of life, and like with, I mean, with conflict and wars, there's one thing that is is common: is that ordinary civilians are the ones that pay. They the pay price. the price. They pay yeah, the dude. price. It, it is sickening for me to see this. This city, Kiev, Ukraine, they're just getting shelled. It's sickening. Like, why? I get it. They're fighting. But, like, Russia's going to take this country over. Yeah, but then they're just going to have to deal with an insurgency. And they're going to have to deal with, they're going to deal with an insurgency with all of Europe just funneling weapons in there, just like Afghanistan. I was I was 70s. listening to the Dakota Meyer podcast today where he's like, dude, take it from us. We spent 20 years in Iraq. When you take over the country, it's not over. You're dealing with insurgents and not, for decades. And not only are and you... Dude, dude, those Ukrainians? Yeah. Those Ukrainians, those Eastern Europeans, they're not like soft like us Americans. <laughs> I, I know, but, but... They are hard. But here's one of the differences too. Not only are you dealing with an insurgency, you're dealing with an insurgency that's supported by I know, the vast the West. majority I know. of every... I mean, can you imagine like the CIA activity in there? And I know, all the other I know. That's what I'm thinking. Like we've got sad SOG units in there. Like we've got CIA in there. You know, we the U.S. has all sorts of interference in there, just like not officially and not... The interesting thing is it's not like the U.S. is not the major player from the West. It's like Great Britain, Germany, uh, Finland, Sweden, like I, I France. Mean, when, I mean, the European Union gave them like 14 fighters recently. And then I'm like, why? I, I actually, before this conflict started, I didn't realize that the Ukraine used to be part of USSR. Yeah. And like 15 other countries, yeah. like Moldova, like yeah. all that. Yeah. So are they like, why are they taking Ukraine over? Well, that's what I'm trying to figure out. No, no, uh, so, okay. I mean, I get Ukraine no, is no, the, I mean, let me, the biggest country no, outside of Russia. Let me give you what we thought, what everybody thought it was going. 75% of the world's neon supply. <laughs> <laughs> we need that for semiconductors. Also sunflower oil. <laughs> really? Yeah. Sun, sunflower, sunflower seeds you, is a big export. Yeah, Ukraine. 43 million people. And wheat. Big country. I didn't um, know it was like the breadbasket okay, of Europe. So, yeah. so originally, um, prior to the invasion, it was an argument over NATO constantly threatening to expand. I'd heard that. Yeah. And, and so everyone was being like, Russia's like, hey, we don't want nukes on our border. So Inga. I did hear that because it's like the, the analogy was during the Cuban Missile Crisis. Like, yeah. We did not want Cuba to have Russian nukes. Right. So Russia does not want Ukraine to have American nukes. So, so I heard that. I was like, okay, so, that, that makes sense. So, so the interesting thing is like, you know, there's some, I don't know the ins and outs, but like Ukraine has been offered chances in the past to be part of NATO and it's never happened. Okay. So like there was some legit negotiations to be made and apparently Zelensky was a part of it I'd be like hey Do you know that dude was we, on yeah, Ukraine's Dancing with the Stars yeah, yeah. and he played the president in a TV show yeah. before he was the yeah, president yeah yeah it's amazing I know but anyways so 
they were so everybody the world was prepared to be like okay let's negotiate on like nato expanding okay so then they're like okay we can negotiate on that but then putin gave this giant speech about how he just wants to restore the original the original russian so federation is, is that part of that that's what that is hold on there's a lot more countries than ukraine right he wants to restore the Russian Federation, and he actually called out Soviet leaders how they made mistakes making these treaties for some of these, like some of these Eastern countries. There's no way this ends well for Russia. There's literally no outcome that it, even if, you, if Russia takes Ukraine, yeah, there's no outcome where where Russia ends up and, 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 beneficial and, here. And I don't care how much sanctions you put on Russia, like. In the end, it just hurts common people. Like you're just yeah, punishing everybody. I know. I, it's, that's that's I mean, a shitty thing. It, I know. Like, this whole thing is just shitty. Like it's yeah. just it's like just, the sanctions just hurt the Russian people. Yeah, I, I mean, mean they hurt the Russian aristocracy I, I, too. But. And, and I love I love how everybody's been transparent, and I actually appreciate this transparency from the U.S. about like we're not going to sanction uh, anything that has to do with like Russian energy. Because we need that oil. I know we do, and and everyone's like, "Yep," because Europe. I think that's gonna happen. Because Europe decommissioned like all their nuclear plants, and then their Germany did that. I know know. that was a real bonehead move. (laughs) Yeah, and then I know in the eighties, Germany decommissioned all their nuclear plants in the eighties. So now everybody's scrambled out, scrambled, scrambling to make new energy deals, and then there's still a bunch of nuclear plants that haven't been decommissioned. Maybe they'll get energy from the number one gas exporter in the world. The USA. Yeah, I know they did. They yeah. made. They're making a bunch of deals. Isn't that right amazing? Now. The USA, from shale fracking, whatever you know, we can argue the economic consequences of it. But the USA is the number one exporter of oil. That's amazing. That did not used to be the case when we yeah. were growing up. Yeah. So Cameron Youngstrom said Putin sees himself reforming the Russian Empire. I think Peter the Great. I agree. It, it, got, that, that came out of here's nowhere the deal, though they've got so many more countries they have I know, I know i didn't realize the ussr it's like current day russia don't think ussr think russian empire okay it's uh, russian empire and ussr are like the same thing from a country border standpoint uh, but like it was estonia moldova like all those like random eastern bloc countries you've never heard of they were part of russia and Russia lost them when I believe when the the um, USSR fell in the nineties. Yeah, let's just let's just hope that they can there can be some diplomatic solution and like stop this. I don't I, I don't see that happening. Uh, I do not see Russia backing down at all. This is just this is just terrible. So like like and like a lot of people like with COVID like when COVID you, first happened it was like a big deal but like we have years of COVID I'm pretty sure we have years of this you see those like Russian soldiers that have been captured that they've been interviewing I know, and it's that's propaganda sad. but they're like 17 year old I know kids. it's sad and then you look at and then you look at the people of Ukraine like rise I mean of course you feel nothing but like like why haven't they hit the convoy I know I totally agree <laughs> come on it's because the air support because yeah. Russia's got the air I mean, they have to be protecting the crap out of I was like, why aren't these Ukrainians at night just, they're, they're crazy. They seem crazy. Just running out they there with drones. Like, like Molotov cocktails and like Have you seen those videos of like, yeah. oh, I mean, come on. It's uh, nuts. Um, I did not think this was going to happen like a nobody month ago. Nobody did. I actually didn't think that they would do something this stupid um, either. This is dumb. And it's just, it's just, I mean, it's just, it's, and, but here's the thing. It's just innocent people. On in Russia and in Ukraine and all over the world, just pay for this bullshit. Uh, more so in Ukraine right now. Yeah, 
I mean, the innocents in Russia, okay, we can't get cash out of my ATM. That's yeah. annoying. But the innocents yeah. in Ukraine are getting like well, their houses bought. They can't. Uh, Ikea pulled out of Russia. <laughs> Everybody is. Our, okay, the Ohio governor. True story. Ohio. But, they, but other states did this too, I think. The, uh, that's that's fair. Ohio, as a state, the Ohio Liquor Board controls Ohio liquor. The governor of Ohio mandated that a few Russian, purely Russian brands of vodka are no longer allowed to be stocked on the shelves of Ohio liquor stores. Like the governor of Ohio. Stick it his, to him. His Twitter picture is like a free Ukraine thing. I was like, what? I mean, I get it. But like you're the governor of Ohio, we got we got Ohio issues. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So I don't know. It's sad. Uh. It's just it's crazy to me that we I can watch it in 1080 1080p on five different news channels constantly. And um, yeah, and you know the crazy it's amazing. thing is like I know they're trying to have these talks on the on the border, but both With Belarus, yeah, which but, is Russia. Right, but both both sides are saying that these talks are pointless. Yeah. It's just like, like nobody can really like, I just, I'm trying to figure out, okay, what's Russia winning? What does that look like? Like they just control Ukraine obviously, but even if they take over Ukraine, you're going to have like the Ukrainian people continue to fight them for like years. Yeah. You're just going to have to deal with an insurgency. Yeah. And you would have thought from Afghanistan that they would have learned that. And then also from, yeah, our, they tried to do that in Afghanistan in the eighties and that didn't work. And we fought them in Afghanistan. Yeah. And the best hilarious, the best the is, irony, the best is that Charlie Wilson's war. Great movie. Yeah. The best is that Putin called out like how America has made some like mistakes, like invading sovereign countries, which For is sure, which is true. And everybody's like, 100% yeah, true. Everyone's like, yeah. So like, aren't you going to like learn from our idiotic mistakes? Don't even get me started on that that concept. Us in Afghanistan for twenty years. Yeah, Iraq, Iraq for, for weapons of mass 15, destruction that didn't exist there. Oh, uh, I know, man. Just that's why war. I really just don't. I don't want to see the U.S. involved in this more so than like I'm fine. Like send the CIA over there. Send, yeah, if you want to send send the you black send, ops teams uh, over there, do what you no, gotta do. If you want to flood them with some and some some like Congress people have made the arguments of like, we're going to give them money and some weapons to make it a fair fight. Yeah, that's fair. Okay. Yeah. And like, let's, we can give them an F 35. <laughs> we can give them some of those. Right. They can't fly. Let's em. give the ghost of Kiev. The ghost of Kiev is using a, is using an SU 25. No, right now. no, he's using a MIG 25. Okay. Okay. He's using a MIG. Let's give him an F 35. Let's make it a fair fight. That'd be cool. <laughs> Have you seen like how he's painted like the the like the plane? Is if it's painted. all true, it's, he, who knows? Do you, do you know what one of the biggest like uh, it's cool? Of, it's you know what one of the biggest like propaganda things that turned out to be fake was the Snake Island situation. Oh, the like the the thirteen dudes. Yeah, I know. they they were all they all surrendered, they all survived. Yeah, yeah. that's which is like, good. Like that's no, good. I know. I, I mean, I'm they glad still, they, didn't they still die. they still told the Russian thing to, to f, f off. off. I know. I'm glad they didn't die, but it just shows you like you can't believe. Like this ghost of Kiev. I heard another one about like the, some like the, infantry guy had like no, 50 it's kills the, uh, or yeah, like something. It's the Reaper. Yeah, the Reaper. Yeah, yeah. It's like this is a guy from Call of Duty. <laughs> you gotta think though, like in you in Kiev, there's probably like some sniper. It's probably gonna get a bunch of kills. I don't know. I don't I I guess the convoy is what, like fifteen miles outside right now. But yeah, they must be protecting the hell out of that convoy. 
I um I I listen. They've got the air. They've got the airspace. So I listen, like, So here's some interesting thing. I listened to some analysis, and and this is just like total like mainstream media could be like just propaganda. Yeah. But they did some analysis on like, uh, from lessons learned of like moving a military convoy that far and like how you do it logistically. Yeah. I, it's a, it's. A, Okay, t- tell me what you're going to say, and then and, I have a comment. Were, yeah, they were talking about just the amount of logistics it takes to move that much machinery from point A to point B yeah. without the logistical Agreed. support is just like you're sitting ducks. But it makes you amazed that the Germans did it in 1939. Yeah, I mean, the Germans invaded Poland, and they did it with this mechanized army. And like what Andy's talking about is like, you got to have gas for your tanks and food and water. And it's like, it's a logistical thing to move tens of thousands of troops and equipment, you know, hundreds of miles. And the Germans, I mean, they did it. And you know, another meme I saw was the German air force is patrolling Poland in that area. And they're like, Whoa, we don't like it. Last time that happened. <laughs> That's World War II with yeah. the, the German Stuka dive bombers like yeah. strafing Poland. But now the German Air Force is like protecting Poland. It's like it's really weird. Yeah. Is the world ending? How do you think this ends? One of two ways. Only two outcomes. Yeah. Either there's some type of diplomatic solution where Russia gets something that they want. They get What would they want? I don't know because it's it's confusing now with Putin wanting to just create like the Russian Republic. Yeah. But like if some part of that was like, hey, you're not going to have like weapons pointed at you in Ukraine. Did you know in the late 90s, Ukraine gave all their nukes up? Yeah. In in like and we gave them up. I don't know who they gave them to, but they're like, Russia, you protect us. We give up all our nukes. That seemed that's a bonehead so, move. So well, like no, if Ukraine had nukes right no, now, the less this nuke, would be different. No, no, no. The less nukes, the better in this world. For right sure, a hundred percent. Yes. Um, or, which this seems to be the next most. This seems to be the the more thing that's going to come true is Russia takes over Ukraine. They're just going to throw bodies at it and there's going to be lots of atrocities fight like a terrible war and it's for like be an, 10 years. Well, it's going to be an insurgency. And then what's going to happen is Nate, like we're going to have like a new DMZ. Yeah. Running on the borders and it's going to be all of the EU and NATO, just tons of troops on the border, just watching. What's and, the and, closest NATO country? Like Poland, I think. Poland is Romania and NATO. I don't know, but Poland's right up, right up there. That's what's scary is like, if he goes after a NATO country, then it's world war three. God, camera. I don't think they'd do that. I think Russia's whatever. I don't know. We've stepped so far out of our backpacking bounds right now. And it's like geopolitics. And I, I mean, I don't know. I don't know what you do. I, 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 how do you, how do you, how do you negotiate with somebody that just wants to expand the empire? Period? I don't know. Right. Nothing like, Hey, yeah, we're going to fight you. Good luck. You've got a better military than us. I mean, 10 years, 10 years. Here we go. In the streets of Ukraine, these people up in like apartment complexes yeah. shooting on you. Yep. yep. And, and just the, the, the loss of civilian life, the loss of property, the law. I mean, just we need our neon gas. 
for semiconductors. Yeah. We need we, we need our sunflower seeds. We need our sunflower oil. All right, everybody. This is terrible. This is terrible. But hey, we it's nobody not terrible. Nobody cares about COVID anymore. Until the next wave. Yeah. I oh, mean, in oh, between oh, the waves. Yeah. Nobody cares. I'm waiting for you to be exposed to test my genetics theory. Because, you know, All our right. sister and me have been We've been exposed before, like we've like we've had to quarantine. I mean, our sister and me are been invincible. Yeah, so that fares well for you. I know. When we took the, we took the vaccines, so hard. I'd like I'd like a case study. Why don't you just go into a daycare somewhere, just lick the doorknobs or something? <laughs> no. No. It's gonna happen. I know. I agree. I'm, I'm going to get it. This I know. Omicron wave. I think every every single person I know has been exposed or had it. Yeah. So you've probably been exposed. Sure. Just don't know it. Yeah. You know, a thousand percent. Yeah. Sure. Um, but Hey, I guess we don't care about it right now. Although I will say, so last comment, I was out West for two weeks, no masks anywhere, whatever. If there's a mask mandate, I put the mask on. I'm not giant Eagle still has a mask mandate. That's what I was going to say. I was, out, I was out West, for but two nobody, weeks. but only about half people are wearing it, but they have sign and, it, okay, so like I respect I respect a business's right to put policies in for masks. I just feel bad for the employees. If right. the employees are wearing masks, I'll put a mask on because I feel bad for right. them. Right. Now, if you don't want to wear a mask, which is completely fine, you have the right to not patronize that establishment. Right. So like, but I, I, think, but I think it's kind of pointless right I now. I was shocked. I was out West for two weeks. Not a single mask other than the airline's. I think that's going to collapse soon, but whatever. I wore my mask. I came back here. I went to the grocery store. 100% of the people were masked. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, I put my mask on. Like, that's fine. I don't, I don't care. But I was, I was surprised because Ohio is a red state. And where I was, was not a red state. Well, these are, individual, and they had, well, these are individual businesses that are making this decision right now. I know, but it's a red state business, yeah. you know? And I was, I was somewhere that was, very liberal and no masks. And I came back here and mask. How good is that cherry? Is that a good cherry? I'm going to eat that cherry. Oh, yeah. Uh, okay. All right, everybody. We will return to backpacking content. Don't worry. It's just been, it's been a month. People, people like it. People like it when we talk about this type of stuff. Some though. people do. Some people really don't. Yeah. <laughs> um, but actually we this get, this is what's going on in the world. Okay. People, People really like the lock stream live live streams. The lock, yeah. I mean the lockdown the lock, the lock stream live streams. Yeah, yeah the lockdown whatever. live streams. No, we're like we're not locking down anymore. Uh, but this is it. Uh, we'll be back to backpacking soon. It's shoulder season here. Okay, like it, it, backpacking just it's just wet. It's cold. It's just sucky. We went out la- We went out in January. We did not go out in February. Man, that was cold too. We'll go out. It was the coldest backpacking we've ever done. We'll go out in March, and then in April we'll be back to our regular cadence. Mm-hmm. Um, thanks for joining us on the Saturday. Um, I don't know. Oh, oh. <laughs> what about Brittany? Last comment. Oh. She's going a little. She's. I, I cannot believe the pictures she's allowed to post <laughs> on Instagram. Well, compared to all the other Instagram, Correct. Like, right, right, right. Like most people on Instagram get censored like immediately. Brittany doesn't care. You know, I was I was reading about her fiance last night randomly. I don't know anything. He's jacked. He looks great. <laughs> really, Sam something. He was a former 
NFL player. He's like a B-list, like a super B-list actor. I'm like, who is this dude she's with? Man, he works out. (laughs) (laughs) All right, everybody. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Happy Saturday. Yeah. See ya. Bye-bye. Bye.